Last week, Dennis, because uh, we had the uh, the Todd Sergeant Breakfast Show out and about, didn't get to uh, chat with you last week. Oh, I missed so you. It's been a I fortnight, mate. I missed you. It's all right. Well, we the black shirt man. Exactly, but we're here to talk a little uh, herbal medicine and an off air, probably politics and okay. uh, and all sorts of stuff. Four nine two one six two one six. If you want to have a chat to Dennis, you can do that immediately. But Dennis, I believe famous herbs is where we're heading today. Yeah, look, I'm I'm raising that topic because I had an email from a, a, a listener who wanted to know what was my most famous or favoured herb, and I gave a lot of thought to it. That's a big one. But I've come out on the side of one herb that I've mentioned frequently called Vitex agnus castus, commonly known as chaste tree. Very interesting herb, very interesting indications, but has meant so much to me in so many of my prescriptions and treatments. I'd like to say something about that. Dennis, sometimes it's just a, a question that prompts us, a, a piece of co- a correspondence that sets yeah, us off yeah. on a particular course. For you, it was an email you received yeah, a couple of weeks was, ago. This was an email, a rather provocative email, which... Hang on, uh, this is a family hour, Dennis. <laughs> provocative email. Um, oh, well. Which, which, which asked me a, a question, a leading question, which was difficult to to really um, get round. But the, the, Are you uh, sure this is the right program today? <laughs> it is, it is. I can assure you. <laughs> okay. The question was... What What is your most famous herb, Dennis? Or words to the effect of, what is your most frequently used herb, Dennis? And I thought a lot about it. It, it required answering. And I thought, well, I'll answer it on the, um, on the program today. After giving a lot of thought to it, I came out on the side of a herb that I've occasionally mentioned on the program over the years. <laughs> and that is the herb that's botanically known as Vitex agnus castus, uh, better known as, as, as chase tree, uh, there are other names for it. And the reason I came out uh, in favour of that remarkable herb was that it has for many years, I believe, uh, been the key to my, to my very well-known and very well-accessed and very successful fertility formula. And you would be surprised, Mark, or listeners may not be surprised to know that um, herbalists and natural therapists uh, do a lot of work in uh, seeking to help couples who have exhausted, if you like, the mainstream options or can't afford to go along those options and present to see if there's anything in our system of medicine that might help them. And over the years, people on this program have, have heard people ring in and vouch for the benefit of herbs in assisting them uh, to uh, have a family. Vitex, Agnes Castus, I introduced that into Australia at the very beginning of my lecturing and, and practice career. And I introduced it because of my awareness that infertility, functional infertility particularly, was going to be something that was uh, going to be continually presented to me. And I wanted a key herb. And I found that herb in the writings of a very old and famous English herbalist, uh, Geoffrey Whitehouse. He wrote a remarkable book on natural medicine in which he referred to Vitex Agnus Castus as a leading remedy to assist in not only uh, fertility problems, but in also many problems associated with the female reproductive system. I was impressed. We brought it into Australia. We uh, produced the first product from it. It was trialled 
in Lockhart Women's Health Centre that goes back many, many years, were proved to be remarkably successful in addressing many women's problems. And it went on to then be used by the profession, largely, I put it to you, as a result of the work that I had done, the bringing it into the country, and the demonstrating of its great importance in helping functional infertility. And I say to listeners out there, uh, young couples, and I see many of them, that struggle with this problem, that there is a herb that I believe needs to be considered in those cases, and that is the herb Vitex agnus castus. All right, in a couple of minutes, Dennis, mm. we might get you to elaborate on maybe the, the inner workings of what it actually sure. is. In the meanwhile, though, g'day, David at Dora Creek. Um, you're looking for something that Dennis spoke about in uh, previous weeks uh, for lungs, David. Yeah, mate, last week, I think it was, yeah. Dennis spoke about this uh, chili tablets and capsicum and all that sort of stuff. Yes, okay. Um, thanks for ringing, David. One of the things that I have been seeking to do over the last couple of weeks, but not entirely getting there, is to talk about the diverse uh, medicinal properties associated with one of the most common and popularly accessed herbs known as, as cayenne or capsicum anum. And I was talking about the way in which it has a reputation, particularly in, in, in Asia, but also in our country, although probably not as much as what it is in Asian countries where spicy substances are used much more frequently. But it is a herb that has the effect of assisting the health of the lung by carrying out what's called a mucolytic role, and that is it assists in uh, removing mucus from the respiratory passages. That in itself has a, a very significant benefit because it is the congestion in the lung frequently associated with mucus that, is, that uh, looks at conditions like bronchitis and asthma and emphysema, very problematical. So uh, the use, ongoing use, and this is what I'm pointing out here, the ongoing medicinal or medical use, if you like, of particularly capsicum capsules, uh, one or two after each meal, that largely bypasses, I would say, some of the discomfort that can be associated with taking the herb or the spice raw. That can be a bit challenging, although Mark and I have yeah. uh, talked about this before. It is very useful for helping keep mucus moving away from the respiratory system, and this, we suspect, explains why. In countries where cigarette smoking is still, still very, very dominant, and where the environment is very, very polluted, um, the incidence of respiratory disease, interestingly, is not as great as we would expect. And this has been looked at by organisations such as the World Health Organisation, who have put down this paradox uh, to the way in which herbs like capsicum are used regularly in the cuisine of those countries and is accessed much more freely and regularly than what it is in, in our Anglo culture. So my view is, and it's supported by the literature, that the use of cayenne ongoingly as a medicinal agent, particularly for chronic, now let me emphasise for chronic respiratory problems, and I'm talking yeah. about things like chronic bronchitis, emphysema, uh, bronchiectasis, those conditions which are chronic, uh, these, I believe, and I've demonstrated this in my prescribing, can be helped by encouraging people to use 
uh, cayenne. If cayenne can't be accessed or uh, there is still a degree of resistance to it, the herb ginger is a second best to cayenne. But I come back to the point that accessing cayenne pepper in an encapsulated form is very, very convenient and is the way in which these days many natural therapists, pharmacists and others facilitate the taking of this herb, which I put forward as a remarkable effect in helping decongest the lung and therefore lessen uh, the likelihood of infection and improve the overall uh, health of, of the respiratory tissue. Yeah, well, the reason I want it, because I smoked about 40 years yes, ago. Yes, yes. And I've worked in coal mines for 32 years and sawdust and everything. Yes. And I've had a cancer operation to my esophagus. Yes. And uh, I've got a bad lungs and I'm on a nebulizer every day. Oh, dear, yes. Oh, no, no, I'm, 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 I'm good. Don't get me That's wrong, great. I'm good. That's <laughs> great, <laughs> you know? Yes. And, uh, I've got a favourite emergency in that, I have, yes. yeah. Well, look, it's, it's, it's worthwhile um, working with. Um, I'm, I'm not sure how um, using the herb would um, relate to your particular um, status, seeing you've had a procedure done um, on the esophagus. You'll need to discuss that with your doctor, but usually the encapsulated <laughs> taking of any herb uh, is very, very easy. And with this herb... I know so many people uh, who have done particularly well on it in, in as a way of helping, if you like, the lung mm. to be a little bit freer of, um, of things like congestion and mucus and also helping, therefore, the resistance to infection. I would see it as something that, if you're concerned, run it past your pharmacist or doctor, but I have not, never had too many patients or clients have problems taking it in that form. We will uh, jump back to your point uh, in a couple of moments, Dennis, on the yep, facility yep, side yep, of things. Yep. First, Ian from North Arm Cove just uh, gave us a bell a couple of moments ago. He missed the name of that herbal remedy okay. for lungs you were talking okay. about. So for Ian, go for it. And the name of the herb was uh, cayenne, popularly known as capsicum, or even more popularly known as chilli. And I put it forward as a herb that has benefit in addressing a particular problem with many respiratory diseases, and that is congestion or mucus. The use of this warming herb has what's called a mucolytic role. Cayenne, capsicum, chili powder. You can take it in whatever form you like, but I mentioned that in a convenient form that might make it easier for people that might balk at taking it, one can use it in an encapsulated form very, very, very economical to purchase. Feedback from people that have taken it point out that even though it's a well-known substance and, and people sort of laugh to think that it has a medicinal value, uh, it certainly has a medicinal value and people can vouch for the way in which the herb has assisted, and that's the term that I'd use, can assist a respiratory system that is chronically afflicted with congestion. This can help. Uh, that problem. All right, best of luck for you, Ian. Now, mm. back to the reproductive side of things. Yep, yep, you yep, mentioned the herb yep. that you feel has uh, really uh, been able to do some wonders for those in the infertility space. I do. And uh, that herb, I'll say it again, is a herb known as Vitex agnus castus. Uh, it's, that's its botanical name. And its common name is, is, is chaste tree. 
and it plays a crucial role uh, these days in Western herbalism as a herb with specificity for the female reproductive system, particularly in assisting what we refer to as functional infertility, that is infertility where there is no major pathology uh, explaining why uh, the couple cannot conceive. Everything seems to be okay, but the couple are not conceiving. Vitex comes in here because we believe, we believe that it has, and this might uh, not make much sense to the uh, more pharmacologically minded uh, practitioners or medicos, but we believe that it has a subtle, a subtle balancing effect on the hormonal chemistry, particularly of the female, and favours, favours what's called the luteal phase of the reproductive cycle. That is the second half of the cycle. This herb seems to have the, have the role of supporting what's called the corpus luteum, its survival, its, its functionality. That in itself is put forward as explaining some of the potential benefit of this remarkable remedy. It is also remarkable, and I have uh, prescribed it for this very frequently, it is one of the most remarkable simple devices for helping some women battle with what we call the premenstrual stage, a, a genuine uh, a condition that many ladies experience that have hitherto many of them have suffered as a result of this condition not being taken seriously. But PMS, or PMT as it's sometimes called, um, is a real condition and it's characterised um, by depression, by fluid retention, uh, by a reaching out for carbohydrates, mm -hmm. irritability. Um, Vitex, uh, particularly in, in European um, herbal medicine, is a specific for that. And uh, I learnt a lot, again, from the writings of the German medical practitioner, Dr. Rudolf Weiss, uh, and I also learnt a lot from Geoffrey Whitehouse, who put that herb forward as having a specific role to play in helping manage that particular crisis in some women's lives. So reproductive problems, i.e. functional infertility, and also uh, problems associated with the cycle, my, my contention is that Vitex is a leading remedy. It is still not well known. It can be purchased, but unfortunately, like many herbs which are just sold over the counter, it, it can be just wasted in as much as the person really doesn't know what dosage or what to expect from it. There was almost a little bit of disdain in that, uh, in that turn of phrase there, over-the-counter, Dennis. <laughs> now, look, I believe in over-the-counter medicine. Mm. I believe in that. But uh, some herbs really need a lot of advice and need a lot of um, understanding in their uh, being taken and what to expect from them. A casual uh, use of this herb, for instance, Vitex agnus castus, in my opinion, uh, is unlikely to do very much. But if it is worked with uh, medicinally, as a medical herbalist would use it, it can address a chronic experience of reproductive problems. And there would be listeners out there now, I can assure you, who, who could very easily say, yes, uh, I took Vitex Agnus Castus, uh, and as a result of that, uh, my husband or my partner and myself were able to conceive. Now, I haven't said, uh, I haven't been uh, too ebullient in, in, in saying 
uh, much about this. All I would say is, and I say this to practitioners who listen to the program, if you're not using Vitex as part of your infertility formula in the treating of functional infertility, conditions that have been well investigated, frequently well treated by a good medical profession, but unsuccessfully, Vitex should lead an attempt to resolve that problem. And for those uh, playing along with the home version at home, ebullient, cheerful and full of energy. There you go. <laughs> All right. 49216216. Actually, we'll, we'll go... Uh, we'll... Uh get you to give us a call. I think we, Peter keeps trying to call through, but he keeps dropping out. So we'll see if we can get a hold of Peter with Dennis Stewart this afternoon, 49216216. That's the number. G'day so much. to Thank you so much, Peter, for your patience. You're here with Dennis now. You have a prostate question, Dennis. So, uh, so it's all yours, Peter. Go for it. Yes, Dennis. I have an enlarged prostate, and I know there's a compound called prostatine that can help it. Okay. Um you're talking about a, a brand name there, Peter, are you? Yeah. Okay. Look, um, there are various preparations in the marketplace purporting to be useful uh, in the management of enlarged prostate conditions. Um, I prefer to talk about the herbs that usually are characteristic of those preparations. So <clears throat> what I would say is that, in my opinion, the, the herb that has the best reputation the best regard, is the American herb uh, known as sawpalmito, S-A-W-P-A-L-M-E-T-T-O. Regardless of the brand name, um, I would be suggesting that if you're looking at something that might be able to help, one should look at a preparation, and perhaps that preparation has it in it, uh, one should look at a preparation that at least contains uh, sawpalmito. Now, let me just say here to listeners generally, any, any prostate condition needs to be clarified and sorted out by your medical practitioner and maybe even a urologist. Keep in mind that prostate enlargement doesn't uh, equate uh, with prostate cancer. The two uh, are different conditions and most males, uh, whether they like it or not, are likely to have some problem with their prostate gland, particularly the enlargement of it. Benign prostatic hypertrophy is the medical term that's used to describe a condition that the the large percentage of males will experience to some degree. Now, herbal medicine is useful up to a point. There is a point where uh, the uh, prostate gland can be so compromised in in as much that it's affecting seriously uh, urination, Um, it's precipitating uh, nocturnal frequency ridiculously. At that level, when it has reached that point, in my opinion, it is unlikely, it is unlikely that the use of gentle remedies uh, forming the basis of of many herbal preparations, it's unlikely that they will uh, reverse the problem. They may help stabilise it. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is it is wrong to think um, that saw palmito and its cohorts can actually resolve the problem. They can help the problem, particularly in its early stages. And I believe if one starts to use these herbs, like saw palmito, like nettle root, that's a, a great companion to saw palmito, nettle root, saw palmito. If one begins to use those herbs early in the, in the development of the problem, um, I believe... Uh, that it can 
a slowdown and perhaps stabilise the condition uh, and not necessarily see a drift towards a surgical procedure. So regardless of the product name you're using, Peter, look for the herbs on the label, saw palmito and nettle as the leading remedies. That's my opinion. Thank you so much, Peter, for all of that. Appreciate your call. Dennis, mm. could we just get a better way of figuring out what's going on there? Like, yep. I mean, the test that's used, it's... You know. <laughs> We we could elaborate that, but but I've, I'd have uh, listeners ringing up uh, complaining about about my very vigorous and explicit interpretation of prostate enlargement. Well, you know there was always the Chevy Chase movie Fletch, and here the quote he used was Doctor Jellyfinger. That's the, there's only on the one. You around said that. it. You said it. Thank you, Jay at Limeburners Creek. A sciatic nerve question for Dennis today, Jay. Yes, I do. Um, I have a, a severe sciatic nerve problem going all down the left side from the back. Um, I've got a nerve being pinched in the lower back. Yes. And I just wondered if Dennis had any idea of any sort of remedy to help with the nerve okay. pain. Uh, are you taking Lyrica at all, Jay? Um, my doctor has actually just given me a prescription, which I haven't tried okay. yet, and I thought... I would speak with you because I didn't want to have to go down that path. Look, sciatic nerve is is, is a pretty nasty condition. And yeah. um, Lyrica has helped some people, not all people. Um, it's a prescription medication, obviously. Yeah. Uh, some people can't tolerate it. Others do very well on it. Um, okay. I would suggest that if your good GP has prescribed that he's made the decision that your condition is such that it warrants some relief from this. And if I was yep. in your situation, I would give it a go. You're obviously yep. in a great deal of pain, and this is, uh, an, this is an appropriate yep. remedy. The other thing that I would say, Jay, is that topical management could also help here. And uh, you can get preparations from your pharmacy in particular which incorporate, and I'll mention the two herbs, arnica, and the second herb is capsicum. And you can okay. get various topical preparations. By that we mean the, the creams or the lotions can be applied to the area where the pain is generated from, and that yeah. can lead to some degree of relief, maybe not a cure, but a relief. And I would suggest that you try that as well. Being a topical preparation, it should not clash with what your good doctor has prescribed, and it may, yeah. in fact, enhance the outcome. Um, and those things do not need prescription. Your pharmacy yeah. could well and truly uh, advise you on this, but there are numerous preparations, uh, stiff, sore and sorry, uh, pain away, preparations in the marketplace containing those herbs. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for that. And I've also just wanted to ask your opinion. Yes. Somebody gave me a bottle, a small, very small bottle of hemp oil. It's meant to be pure hemp oil. And they said, rub it on where the nerve um, gives you the most pain. And I had really bad pain down on my ankle and I was using it there. And it does just take the tip off it. Okay. Did your doctor prescribe that? No, no. Yeah. Someone had, had had it prescribed, and they had a bit left over, and they yeah. said prescribe. Look, yeah. look. Um, um, hemp oil has has some benefit. I'm not going to dispute that. I no. wor I worry about uh, medications that 
are shared or passed around, uh, yep. you really don't know what might be in them or, um, or what's happened to it. Um, yeah, uh, if you're interested in in um, in trying it, I would suggest what you do is source some either through prescription from your doctor, or from um, a, a source that's uh, legitimate. I can yeah. see no problem in in giving it a go. Um, yeah. It's very, you would pr- probably realise at present, Jay, that it's sort of very popular. Um, I fear it might be. Uh, becoming a bit of a cure-all, and and, yeah, and, I, and, and yeah. I am and I am one, by the way, that for many many years has promoted uh, the sensible uh, medical use of of, uh, of cannabis preparations. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh-huh. it's best it's best if you discuss it with your GP. If you've got a little bit of benefit, that augurs well. But I'm, I would be confident in saying that preparations containing arnica and a capsicum usually joined yeah. together, I'd be surprised if you didn't get a better outcome using those okay. preparations. Awesome. Now, the capsicum, I've got some arnica. Yes. Um, uh, the capsicum one, is that a cream or a lotion? Okay. The, um, the, the, is that what it's called? Yeah, look, there are preparations in, in the place, stiff, sore and sorry, pain away. Okay. I'd, I'd, the, the, the pharmacy would have... Uh, preparation yeah. in a lo- lotion or a cream that would contain those two herbs co- together, okay. those oh, two okay. herbs together. Yeah. So, okay. so you don't need to use them separately. They come in one preparation, and if yeah. you go to your pharmacy or your health food store, they probably have one. Make sure that it has the two in them. Health Naturally with uh, Dennis Stewart, who has uh, been answering a ton of questions today. So thank you for everybody that has uh, done that. Dennis, we're going to let you relax now. Oh, okay. very good, very good, um, very good. Because we, you really want to make sure we get the chance to wrap up with cayenne and yeah. have a look at yeah. some of its other uses, other purposes here. I'm glad you asked that, Mark. I've emphasized you told me to ask you that. So <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> We've emphasised its important role in the chronic management of respiratory conditions, but many people experience circulatory problems, particularly to what we call the extremities, cold hands and feet. A classic example of a medical condition is, is Raynaud's syndrome. That's a very nasty condition where people, even in, in summertime, can have very distressed uh, fingers and toes. I've demonstrated uh, uh, over the many, many years that I've been in practice that the regular usage of capsicum in a convenient form, i.e. taking it as a capsule, seeing it as a medication, not just to be fiddled with now and then, but in wintertime particularly, when circulation problems tend to be worse, the use of the safe, useful herb, cayenne, known in our profession as a circulatory stimulant, is something worthwhile considering for people who experience chillblains, for people that have compromised peripheral circulations. These people, these uh, people with these chronic conditions, I put it to you, can be helped by the regular, conscientious use of cayenne in a convenient form to help warm the extremities. I did a radio program in Sydney once at a well-known station, went to where about 12 o'clock through to 2 o'clock, talkback radio like this, 
Great time it was. Had a listener ring from. Love that you're promoting a program (laughs) that's 20 years old. We can't. Yeah, you you can't compete with that. A a listener rang in from Tasmania complaining about how cold it was and he suffered from cold extremities. And I recommended that he use capsicum. About two months later, he got back on the radio station. He thought that I was the next best thing to slice bread (laughs) because as a result of taking cayenne in in cold, frosty Tasmania, he had warm extremities, warm hands and feet. So there's a use for cayenne in circulatory problems. And I suppose it's relative too, isn't it? Like, I mean, even though it's probably, it would still have been cold, so much being like quote-unquote normal, would be warm for what he's been experiencing, exactly. wouldn't it? Now, the final thing, of course, with cayenne we've already mentioned, it has a remarkable deadening effect on the source of pain, and that's why it's frequently combined with arnica. In, in topical preparations, we know how it works. It interferes with the chemistry of pain and the chemistry of a sub- substance called substance P, It hinders the effect of substance P in the transmission of pain. And so Kaid has a scientific explanation how in simple topical preparations it can have a genuine effect when persevered with. It will not work just by putting it on once. One needs to work with it for about three or four days before there's enough build-up in the tissue affected by the pain for it to do its job. So in other words, don't use it as the technical term willy-nilly. No, that's a good term. <laughs> so finalising with cayenne, respiratory congestion to maintain the health of the lung and and uh, what else can we say about this remarkable remedy? Well, uh, Dennis, so before we go, I'll let you know that Sally's up next for Talking Travel. I always like to give her a bit of a bump here. Yes. She's going to Greece and uh, South America. What are your thoughts there? Well, both countries would use a lot of cayenne. There we South go. South America in particular. <laughs> they really would. <laughs> All right, thanks, Dennis. Great program. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.